With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's great to be here with you again, and it's great to see you, Ms. Hill, Dr. Hill. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Let's start tonight... Uh, with our first question, tell our audience about the mission and purpose of the Commission and this structural organization. The Mississippi Commission on the Status of Women has as its basic role improving the status of women in Mississippi. And um, it's set up so that there are several officials that appoint the members of the Commission. Uh, the Governor appoints four, the Lieutenant Governor appoints three, the Speaker of the House appoints three, the Attorney General appoints three. So there's a total of uh, 13 women on the commission. The commission has various tools um, at hand uh, that it's using to fulfill its mission. For example, we recently convened an interagency council. The heads of 11 uh, agencies in the state came and reported to the Women's Commission what their pro how their programs were impacting women, and they made some suggestions as to what they thought might improve uh, the functioning of those programs. We also were trying to get more women appointed to uh, commissions and boards, and in general trying to raise public awareness about the status of, uh, of women in Mississippi. You know, poverty levels, uh, wage gaps, and violence against women are some of the issues that we try to educate the public on. Now, you just mentioned two that I am particularly concerned about when you talk about the status of women, and that would be the uh, condition so far as poverty and so far as domestic violence. What are some of the statistics or what are some of the findings that you have come up with on women in Mississippi so far as poverty is concerned? Well, I think we're all aware that um, Mississippi is the poorest state in the nation, and most of the poor in Mississippi are women and children. Twenty-six percent of women and girls in Mississippi lived in poverty, and the percentage has been increasing. It's higher than it was back in uh, 2000. The, and in terms of uh, domestic violence, uh, Mississippi in the, not too long ago was ranked number one in the nation in terms of the number of women killed by men. And even though that statistic has improved somewhat, we are still way up there. A lot needs to be done. Now, you know, that's enough right there for us to be screaming and up in arms that we lead the nation in so far as women killed by men. That's horrible. And sometimes I think if you stop and talk about punishments given out to men who kill women. And there are a lot of other issues that come up 
to play. What happens to the children of women who are killed by men? This is domestic violence. So according to your agency, what can we do as an organization and as a group of concerned women so to help alleviate some of this violence against women? What, what recommendations have been made? Well, Mississippi, ha there have been um, many women in Mississippi working hard to get some improved legislation passed. Um, I know the Attorney General's office now is uh, providing training throughout the state um, for uh, police officers when there is a, a domestic uh, disturbance, um, mandatory arrest of the offender. There are um, other initiatives that are going to be coming up over time, for example, mandatory arrest of people who break their um, uh, anti-stalking um, provisions. What do you call that? Yeah. Protective orders, like if, if um, yeah. right, because most women who are killed by um, someone have been stalked, and the, if there has been a protective order, he has broken the protective order without being arrested. So yeah, there, there's usually yeah. say is a peace bond. The peace that bond. You get that peace bond or you go there and that has been taken out and yet it's not honored. They almost wait until you're dead before they start doing something to the person. So how can we do something in regards to that? Well, I, we have to get word out is, is one thing we have to do. It, we there's some awareness and there are more groups um, getting involved, uh, especially some of the high-profile uh, murders we've had lately. There's been a lot of uh, people who say this should not be happening in, in the Jackson area. It's been happening too much around the state and there's some mobilization, but we have to clearly raise awareness. I think we are aware that in 2007 the governor pardoned four people who um, have been killed someone, and of, of those four people, all four had killed a former partner. Or uh, So that this is the, not something that should have been, uh, should be happening. So, so we need to get the word out there. And you, back to that big issue of poverty, uh, what are some of the key recommendations or key things that the commission is recommending to address those issues in Mississippi? Okay, uh, well, one thing that would cut the poverty rate in half in the, in, for women and their families would be if the wage gap with men were to be eliminated. Now, none of these, uh, there's not a simple solution to any of, the, of these problems, but another major uh, factor is child support. The average uh, child support payment annually is around $600, mm. so that we really need to have higher child support payments. Um, another thing is that child support payment, these payments are not indexed to inflation so that if the woman is getting, say, $100 a month when the child is one year old, when the child is 17 or years old, she will still be getting $100 a month unless she's been able to afford a lawyer to take the ex-spouse to court. Oh, and sometimes DHS, if she is used, going through DHS, will intervene, but there should be an automatic clause that would take the, make that adjustment. And and that's that's a very very important issue. And and we talk about child support payments. And I think as a as a female myself and a business owner, 
I think one of the key things, I guess three key things that affects women on a very, very large scale, like you said, uh, the, the wage gap, but other things like education, the, the access to it, and also the cost of child care. Oh, that was uh, a, another yeah. very good point, is child care that we really need to have more affordable child care available in the state. It's, women have the disadvantage of having lower wages. The, half the time, uh, a low-wage woman who's earning near the minimum wage cannot afford child care, so she might be forced to uh, leave the child with a relative somewhere or might have to stay in a rural area where there are not very many jobs available. That we could do, I think we're one of the few states that don't provide any of our own funds for child care, that we rely entirely on federal funding. And that can make a huge difference to women if you can get out there and get a job uh, and uh, support your own family. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I talked to several different women uh, coming into this program, and one of the big things that they talked about is that I, I can't go to work because it costs me my entire paycheck to pay for my child care. And, uh, and even when you, like you said, when you talk about relatives, um, you know, everybody now, you know, is, is having to make two incomes. Mm -hmm. So that's very, very hard, too. But as it relates to the commission, what are, what are the, some of the things that, that the commission is recommending to, to alleviate that problem regarding child care? I mean, as far as uh, the working with the Department of Human Services, other issues, what, what, what are they doing? Well, w the Women's Commission isn't able to take on all these issues, but what we're trying to do is bring together different groups, and there's a coalition against domestic violence. There is a, a Mississippi Low-Income Child Care Initiative. All of these organizations are, have a lot of uh, good ideas, but we aren't speaking to one another so that maybe Women for Progress doesn't know exactly what the position is for the, of the Mississippi Low-Income Child Care Initiative. Plus, I'm not familiar with what's happening with child care this year, though I know that under the stimulus there is, are additional funds available for child care. But there are oftentimes funds that become available that are used to alleviate poverty in ways that are not as effective right. as um, they could be if they were used to provide child care. And in talking to our audience, too, we're talking about the issue about child care costs and what we can do and how, how can we be effective. Uh, just like this program, we're talking about it more and more of us. Uh, mm -hmm. Women, we need to get out there and have some conversations. We need to show up at some of these meetings mm -hmm. where the commission is meeting and mm -hmm. our politicians mm -hmm. are getting together. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, is there some recommendations on that end as far as, as getting the, the information out and being an advocate for these issues? Well, the... It, we've had a lot of discussion with different women's with different women's groups, and one of the things we want to do is convene a statewide um, conference of all different women's organizations so that we can speak to one another, get on the same page. Um, I hate it when I find out that there was a fabulous piece of legislation that needed support, and I didn't even know it was being considered that um, if we speak to one another, we will get a better idea of, of what's happening and would be better able to support uh, uh, one another's initiatives. So... Uh, we'll be having some planning uh, meetings over the course of the next year. We're planning to have a conference um, sometime in 2011. And you can find out more if you go to our website. You could search on Mississippi Commission, Women's Commission, but uh, it's um, msstatusofwomen.org is the uh, website. Okay. You know, one thing I would say in regards to organizations, 
I know a number of organizations are holding these legislative days down at the Capitol. And then most of them have conferences and conventions and what have you. But what I hear you saying is that we need to come together and come up with our own request to these legislators. Just to meet is not enough. We've got to go, as we say in Women for Progress, from awareness to advocacy and then to some action. So I hope we can get some action going on working together, putting together a plan of things that we want to see happen. And how can, well, I know you said you're going to help with that, but give us some more information on as organizations meet and formulate their plans, what do you suggest that can make our voices heard to a greater extent? Well, I'm going to start out with uh, making another plug for uh, all organizations to get in contact with the Mississippi uh, Women's Commission. Let us know who is your president, how we can get in touch with you so that we can coordinate. On our website, we want to provide links to every other organization. If you don't have a website, maybe that's something we can do. We want to be able to network more effectively, coordinate our actions. And I do agree that we also have to work together on certain priorities. And it will vary depending on what's happening um, in the state. But um, you probably have some good ideas right now that uh, might be better than mine. So. <laughs> well, I think that's great. And you know we will be getting back with you on all of these things. But one thing I wanted to ask, I did come across going through your report, that our women are lacking, is, did I read this correctly, that we don't have as many elected officials, because we talk about, Mississippi, and we talk about the big number of elected officials we have. Now I read that women are not equally represented there. So can we talk about the number of elected representatives we have, please? Okay. Um, the numbers change a little bit from year to year, but... Yes, we're way down at the bottom of the country. We're number 49th in women in the elected office. And I, I checked out the figures for last year. Nationally, 24% of uh, members of state legislatures are women. And in Mississippi, it's 14%. So that's a 10% gap. So the when we talk about Mississippi, oh, and, and there's a national organization that ranks all the states. Every time they've ranked all the states, Mississippi has been at the absolute bottom. We're not at the bottom in every single category. They take into account, you know, politics, economics, and so on. But we're near the bottom in most of those categories, which overall is a problem. Okay. Also, in, in relation to that, Mississippi ranks in the bottom in the nation, as we just stated, for elected office and in women's business ownership. And I, hmm. I was very, very surprised when I looked through the information. I saw where uh, uh, the executive director of Department of Human Services, Don Thompson, is a male, his deputy executive director, and two of his three deputy administrators are men. So those are <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so kind of information that, that our audience need to get plugged into so we're aware of it. and. Uh, and uh, we, can, uh, we can speak out yeah. and have discussions about it. Yes, M Mississippi is, um, uh, as Hillary Clinton noticed, um, only Mississippi and Iowa 
uh, we are the only two states that have never had a woman elected to the U.S. Congress or as governor. So, and we're also not doing very well in terms of women being heads of state agencies. That was uh, something that we put in our report this time. Uh, none of the 11 agencies named in our intra-agency council were headed by women last year. This year we have Mary Courier in, uh, as our public health officer. Okay. You have several events I saw also listed on your uh, website. Um, can you tell us a little about some of those meetings that are coming up that uh, that our audience needs to get plugged into? Well, we actually um, we, we will be planning on having a, another legal seminar where we uh, inform women. Of, well, we invited a lot of fabulous speakers to talk about. Uh, divorce law, child support, and other issues uh, concerning women. We don't have a date set for that yet. Again, you'll have to check the website. We are, in, like I said, in the process of planning for the interagency council meeting, and uh, uh, we will be. We meet every um, the second Tuesday of every month at 1:30 at the Wolfolk Building. So everyone is invited to come to that, and you know you can check in there and find out exactly wh what's happening. But uh, we also are thinking of uh, perhaps planning a visit to the that exhibit um, at the uh, what do you call it, uh, the old art museum about uh, women of Mississippi. Okay, we're going to take a short break um, and talk to our audience a bit. You've been listening to Women for Progress Radio, and we are speaking tonight with Dr. Marion Hill, chair of the Mississippi Commission on the Status of Women. We invite you to get plugged in to our website at www.womenforprogress.net, register on our message board, and give us your thoughts on tonight's edition of our program. And you may email us any questions or requests for upcoming programs at mail at womenforprogress.net. July will be Women's Health Month for Women for Progress Radio. If you have women's health-related topics or issues you would like to hear covered, please email us at mail at womenforprogress.net. We need our audience to get plugged in to our goals at Women for Progress Radio by submitting your input on the programs we present and help us present information that affects your community. You may also, you may also again, reach us at womenforprogress.net. We are talking again to, at, with Dr. Marion Hill with Mississippi Commission on Women. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the reports for 2009. You would like to t talk about and update us on some of the recommend recommendations that were made and, and uh, what are some of the outcomes so far? Okay. Well, one of our basic recommendations had to do with child support. We did a study where we saw that, um, well, as I mentioned, that the, the child support on average is less than $600 per year per child, and that, of course, is going to make it much more difficult for w women and children to escape from poverty so that there are several changes that would be possible, and we are asking that legislators address some of the issues, for example, tying child support to the rate of inflation. That has not, that was, did not happen this last legislative session, so we're hoping that it'll be on the horizon for a coming legislative uh, session. We asked um, in the, one of our recommendations last year was that state agencies keep statistics um, where they talk specifically about how their programs are impacting women. Uh, when I went through the annual reports of several agencies trying to find out how 
women had been affected by different programs, like how many women had gotten jobs and were they in traditional or non-traditional jobs, the data just simply is not out there to talk about what happened. Even the Department of Human Services, uh, though their programs help women a, a great deal, they don't separate out how many men are helped versus how many women are helped and so on. There's a lot of improvement in statistics. And there, the, a few agencies have uh, been very cooperative. The um, Secretary of State's office, for example, said that they are planning on compiling a list of how many women have been elected to public office. The last time they did that was in 2003, and so we don't have um, updated figures. Uh, we asked that the personnel board um, report on the percentage of women filling top positions in different state agencies and uh, look at the pay gap. Uh, they agreed that they would be happy to do this. We do not yet have that uh, information, so we will have to continue following up on that. We're also trying to... <laughs> okay, we're also trying to improve the number of women that are appointed to boards and commissions. And the Secretary of State's office is has information out there about boards and commissions that have openings. And so if you see something you're interested in, you know, you go to the Secretary of State's website, you can look at what openings they have, and then you'll be able to apply and send your application in with your resume. You know, I've been around so long, and I was about to wonder when you talk about appointing people to these positions, we had the experience of needing to really forcefully lobby to get representation of black women in particular on a number of, in a number of jobs, because the director said, well, if we find anyone who's qualified, so we had to go out and develop and bring in those people who were, quote, qualified to hold those positions. And I wonder if that still exists. I'm sure the problem has not gone away. It's not the kind of problem that, that would go away very easily. So that uh, we initially thought that it would be good to collect women's resumes so that we could say, look, you want uh, you need a, a woman that's you know has this kind of background, CPA, whatever. Then here's this website we can uh, hook, yeah direct you to somebody, someone. But that uh, at this point it doesn't look like that's going to be happening for a while. Um, but we are going to provide that information um, through the Secretary of State's website, and we certainly would be uh, at some point able to hopefully intervene. And when there are requests made to the Women's Commission, we need some women. Well, we'll have a network out there. We can say, look, um, this board is looking for a woman with this, these qualifications. Um, you know, if you're available, please let us know. And especially that would be useful. You know, we have the kind of advocacy group where we say whether they're looking for a woman or not, we want to step forward and say, what about a woman in this position? But somebody asked me to ask, what about the correctional facility? We've had a great concern about women in prison, health issues with women in prison, uh, just women in prison, period. What kind of statistics and information do you collect on the status of women in prison? Well, we did have a representative of the Department of Corrections come and speak at our meeting last month. And there were some interesting um, figures about the percentage of off, uh, officials at different levels that were women. Uh, 
it was not 50-50 by, any, by a long shot, and there were more women at the lower um, positions. But we, there were, we couldn't cover a lot of territory in our, uh, the brief s- session we had, but they, it was very good to open a dialogue with them about um, the status of women, and we can invite them back at some other time and, and work with them on that. Let's give but, your website again and also the dates and times of your monthly meetings for our audience. Okay. The website is www.msstatusofwomen.org. And our meetings are the second Tuesday of every month at 1.30 at the Walfuck Building. You can also check online. It might be the case that around Christmas time we will not have the meeting that month. So if there's any question, uh, do check our website. Okay. And how can organizations like Women for Progress get information and new data to organizations like yours, the Commission? Uh, should we submit reports? Is that something that's considered by the Commission? Or should we show up at these monthly meetings? Or what, what can we do? I would love to have reports from all different women's organizations around the state. I'm not exactly certain at this point if we'll be able to compile all this information. We have a very limited budget. Uh, and we're trying to also set up a nonprofit so that through the nonprofit we can get some grant funding. But if the more information we have, the better. And per- perhaps we can find some volunteers that will also help link up uh, the different organizations around particular issues. Well, that sounds great. Because we have enough organizations out there that can help and can do something with this, the status of women. And as I look through this, and I hope I'm not wrong, that uh, it looks as though we are at the bottom in most areas. And that troubles me, that we're the highest in teen pregnancy. We're the lowest so far as income is concerned. So it's just a real dismal kind of status for women in this state. Uh, we don't want to. We all can't leave, and we do want to help pull people up as we try and elevate ourselves. So, I guess we need to try and wrap up on a positive note. What's a positive note we can see about the status of women well, in Mississippi? Well, Miss Hill, we we have a, a, a couple of minutes. I, just when we talk about the status of the women in Mississippi, kind of give us your outlook. Um, for the, you know, 2010, 2011, moving forward, as far as what do you think we are as a whole? Um, uh, you know, some plans that the commission has to to address these issues mm-hmm. moving forward. Well, as we all know, it's uh, economic hard times, and women, even though the unemployment rate for women is overall lower than for men when it's women heads of households the unemployment rate is higher than the average unemployment rate for men so the, the re- and women are tend to have lower income so the recession is hitting women very hard so that i think our status has probably gotten worse uh, during the course of this recession and what we need to do is have programs that address some of the specific needs of women for example child care if we can get a lot of uh, agreement among women's organizations that we would like to see 
more emphasis placed on providing child care, especially early childhood education, high quality um, child care would not only help women get a job, it would also help the uh, educational capacity of the children as, as they get older. Thank you so much. Willie, before we leave, may I give a, a promotion for Women for Progress? We want everyone to come out for a general meeting. And, you know, we're, we don't have many general meetings, but on June 10th, we will be meeting at the new branch of the Liberty Bank at, uh, what is that, Five Points and Livingston Road. It's a great facility to see. We promote businesses in our communities. It's going to be at 5.30 at the Liberty Bank on the 10th. And we want to get that word out. So please, please, please mark your calendar. Save that day for Women for Progress. Thank you for listening to the Women for Progress. Remember, we meet here every Wednesday at 7.30. Thank you for tuning in. Yes,